from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and of course, marketing students of all ages, welcome to the program. Yep, yep, yep. First, the name, Professor Americus Reed. Second, the game is, of course, marketing as in segmentation, targeting, positioning, and messaging to your customers. Listeners, you are to be saluted on a daily basis, baby, please. Sirius XM Channel 132 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm your host, Professor Americus Reed. Yep, and they call me the hip-hop prof, a.k.a. the czar of the M-A-R, the messiah of marketing, the militant poet, the muscular microphone hustler do or do not there is no try said this marketing jedi 1844 wharton is the number that's 1844-942-7866 you can follow our show on twitter at sxm marketing and you can follow business radio at sxm business for information about all our programming and of course check out our new website which is sxmmarketing.com you can also, of course, hit me up, your boy, on Twitter at A-M-R-E-E-D-2. That's at A-M-R-E-E-D-2 on Twitter or on the gram at Professor Americus. One, re- one word, connect with me on the social media tip. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, but don't lose your grip. Now listen to me very carefully. This is the Wharton School. This is the first collegiate business school on the planet. 1881 is when we were founded, and we had to create a radio program to bring the knowledge directly to the people. The show is called Marketing Matters, and we air live 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, we replay the show several times throughout the week. As I said before, listeners, if you'd like to ask us or any of our guests a question throughout today's show, Please feel free to call in at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. Now, here's what we've got on the program today. We've got our hit or miss segment with Joanna Stern, senior personnel technology columnist at the Wall Street Journal. And in our studio spotlight segment later on, we've got Charles Herman, president and chief medical officer of Semantics. This is, ladies and germs, a tech themed show today. So we're going to be diving into aspects about technology, the cool things that are happening in marketing, and the interface between technology and marketing. But before we play Marketing Matters Hit or Miss of the Week, let me introduce our first guest to the program. This is Joanna Stern, Senior Personal Technology Columnist, The Wall Street Journal. Hi, Joanna. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Americus. Very excited to have you here. This is going to be awesome. I love this part of the show, Joanna, because we bring in the journalistic gurus. Watch this now. We ask those individuals who are studying the topics that we want to thematically portray in our show to come on the program and really take us deep into the analysis of what's going on. And so in this particular portion of the show, Joanna, what we do is we discuss various aspects that are going on. In this case today, we'll be talking about tech and and marketing, the interface of tech, technology trends and all of that. But we're going to think about these specific topics and issues and stories that you're working on. And we're going to decide whether or not it's a hit, which means something positive in the marketplace, or whether or not it is a miss, which is something negative in the marketplace. Hit. Or miss. Just a bit outside. Okay, Joanna, so tell us some of the things that are going on. Let me just start with 
I have been, and I need you to educate me on this, because today in my class we were having a conversation about Elon Musk and Twitter and this really big acquisition that has finally come through. And now we see all kinds of strange, chaotic things happening in the marketplace with respect to how will Twitter make money and all of these kinds of things. I want to start with that story because it's kind of hot right now. Can you take us further inside the analysis and tell us what you've been learning, what you've been seeing with respect to your pulse on the temperature of what's going on with this particular story? I can. I can. I will try. I've been trying. You know, I actually have a note on my desk right now. It's do not open Twitter. <laughs> because I, 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 or I need to get handcuffs of some sort. Because gotcha. mm-hmm. Twitter has just turned into a story about Twitter. Yes. It used to be a place I would get news. Mm. It used to be a place maybe I would share my stories and get some feedback on. Right now, it's just a place where people are talking about what Elon Musk has done for the day in regards to changing Twitter. Mm-hmm. So should I bring you up up to please take, speed on where we are right now? Please take us up to speed. Help clue in myself, Joanna, and our listeners with respect to what's going on right now at this moment with this very important story. All right. I'm going to tell you what I think is one of the more interesting parts of the story. And then I can tell you sort of the macro part of the story. So Americus, I just went and I followed you on Twitter. I'm so sorry for not following you before, but I noticed that next to your name, is a blue check mark. Yes, yes. Correct? That's correct. Okay. Yes. So for the last two weeks, we have all been talking about blue check marks mm-hmm. because Elon Musk mm-hmm. declared mm-hmm. that Twitter's subscription service was now going to include the blue check mark. This was about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Twitter mm-hmm. Blue, which mm-hmm. is already the subscription service that anyone can subscribe to, which I've been subscribing to for since July 2021. Started then around two dollars or two ninety nine. Then it went up to five dollars. He says it's going up to eight dollars, mm-hmm. and not only is it going up to eight dollars, it's going to have more features, but it's going to include the verification check mark, which, as we know, as professionals who, whether media professionals, celebrities, uh, academics, all many have the blue check mark because it it denotes that we are who we say we are. Correct. So says this right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uproar, a lot of talking about, oh, we had to pay $8. Everyone's freaking out. Okay, yes. okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. I wrote a column last week. I still don't take it back. I will pay for the eight for the eight dollars subscription. I won't pay because the blue check mark. I will pay because I get value out of some of the other features in the subscription service, which you could tell me probably much more as a marketing guru than I me as a tech guru. But you know, we mm-hmm. pay money for for things that we find in value. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And so when I look at subscriptions, say, what do I get out of this? Okay, am I going to pay more money for this, right? This is the big story happening in subscriptions right now. It's right. happening across the board. Mm-hmm. Disney, Netflix, yes. everyone raising yes. the price on subscriptions. Correct. Is that worth it? Right. So bring it back to the blue check mark for you, Americus. Today mm-hmm. or yesterday, they right. say, okay, we're going to include this blue check mark with the eight, with the $8 plan. But we're also going to have an official tab or a little official notice on important accounts because if everyone has the blue check mark then we won't know who the real (laughs) accounts are right right that's correct then it really becomes okay so they're going to be double check marks (laughs) (laughs) right and this is like turning into a little bit insane like okay what's the real reason that they're doing this blue check mark okay he wants power to the people elon musk has tweeted and said look everyone should be able to get this check mark verify who they are with us Mm -hmm. pay us money fine mm-hmm. but now okay you know the real and identities of people need to be confirmed somehow and the example i gave in my one of my columns or my newsletter last week was 
the FBI. Oh. Last week, the FBI tweets mm-hmm. that, and this is something very close to me, that there was a threat to New Jersey synagogues and we should be on alert. Okay. Interesting. I see that tweet mm-hmm. and I immediately know this is really from the FBI because I saw that. Oh, blue interesting. Check mark. Right, 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 right. If we all have blue check marks, how do I know it's the FBI? So this was Twitter's answer, right? We put the official tag on it. And if the FBI also pays for the $8 verification, then the FBI would have the blue check mark and the official check mark. Mm, mm-hmm. And I realized this all may, may no, make no sense because all this really doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but when does when does Elon ever make sense, right? Is that so I mean, true? Yes. And yes. so then today they say, okay, we're going to have this official thing and they start rolling it out. They start rolling it out on lots of accounts this morning. Mm. I'm on the train this morning. I'm paging through. I see, okay, uh, different, out, different news outlets have it. The AP had it. Mashable had it. Wall Street Journal had it. Mm-hmm. And then a couple hours later, they decide, no, those won't have it. <laughs> and they take them back. They take them back. Okay. That is unbelievable. And so, uh-huh. And yeah, so, and that, see, let me just, let me just, pa- uh-huh. right now. Uh-huh. let me just pause you there because you made a very interesting point, Joanna. Uh, listeners, we're speaking with Joanna Stern, senior personal uh, technology columnist, Wall Street Journal. And the idea here, which is interesting because you pointed out something that's very fascinating to me, and that is the notion of, the idea of being able to signal what sites to trust. And so you're saying they, they immediately tr- comp- overcomplicated that by adding it. And by the way, I'm going to follow the FBI. I don't want them following me necessarily. Uh, but but there, I had not even thought about these certain specific sorts of news outlets and or very important dissemination of information outlets that should be verified or allow allow me as a consumer to be smarter with respect to not falling prey to disinformation. But you're saying they for you're saying it was like some massive experimental test where they sort of started it, it kind of blew up and then they just immediately pulled it back, Joanna? That's today they pulled it back. They pulled it back though and I'm gonna pull up the tweet here to see what the exact latest is. I believe the the wording was something around they pulled it back from journalistic institutions right now that they are looking at where which Mm -hmm. types of accounts should have this official gotcha interesting to your point joanna talk a little bit about this idea of determining how what is the logic to your understanding of how these different aspects will be prioritized like who gets to say what which of the types of organizations and or types of speech will be allowed or not allowed is it a free for all is it a is it is it the wild wild west again and like what cuz i'm not understanding with clarity joanna like what is the what are the new rules if you will of twitter there was some talk about going back to more uh, perhaps allowing folks that had been blocked to come back on and this we're going to create this great bastion of free speech etc what what where is all that is that still a massive quagmire of confusion i mean where are we on all of that stuff I mean, maybe he, he knows. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe Mr. Musk knows. But right now, we don't have any real clarity on this. And he has announced, he said last week, that he's going to create, similar to what Facebook has, which is this oversight board, an independent board that is going to convene, presumably, to talk about what should be the rules of the road and what types of accounts should be allowed also back onto the service. Obviously, that including our former president, because it seems as if 
Elon Musk doesn't want to be the sole person deciding that, which again, similar to Facebook, they have also made that decision, right? That those decisions should be a part of a board where they are getting the advice and there are others that are not just in the corporate entity making these decisions. Just to go back to what they had, the latest on, on the blue check mark and the official check mark, because I'm bringing you the latest. Right? <laughs> the we're, latest we're and greatest. The news flash, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Right. Yes. So yeah. they have said that the official label is still going to be part of the Twitter blue launch. They're going to have this official label once everyone else can start getting blue check marks, but they're just focusing on government and commercial entities to begin with. Gotcha. Government and commercial entities. It yes. seems and like that this... they're not going to focus on an individuals, like individual people, mm -hmm. like um, actually the the one today who had it was uh, somebody I know quite well, Marquez Brownlee. He's a he's a oh yes YouTuber. yes MKBHD. Yeah. Yes. So he had gotten the official tab this morning. Okay. Oh, interesting. And then he tweeted about it, and then Musk tweeted to him, "Sorry, I just killed it." <laughs> This is fantastic drama, though, yeah, right? I this mean, this is what, and so now, and so, right? So he says he killed it, and then there we go. There we go. Interesting. So, how would you characterize this, Joanna? Is it too early to tell, hit or miss? Is it just make this up as we go? What What are your thoughts in terms of how would you assign some sort of evaluation to this right now? Is Is it a hit or a miss? I mean, for entertainment, maybe a hit. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Like. Yep. Maybe for the engagement and the entertainment value of making people feel like, okay, let's pay a little attention to Twitter. This company hasn't been all that interesting for a long time. Now we've got the billionaire CEO and we got all the product managers running around trying to make things for him and then they shut him down. I mean, entertainment. Entertainment. I, I'd say hit. Yeah, interesting. Uh, uh huh. You know, business. Goals? Uh, I don't know. Uncertain. I can't say miss yet. We just don't know. Und un undetermined as we speak. I'm going to go into the studio now with our uh, crack producers. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Ms. Dana Cash. Are you on Twitter, Dana? Yes. Well, bu with Business Radio gotcha. and okay. our show. Not and, personally. Gotcha. And so, but th there's a sunk cost for you on this in terms of like, because I'm hearing some people saying they're ready to leave because they're so upset with what Elon is doing. What what, what do you think with respect to kind of like folks that are using it, maybe mid-level business, you know, those kinds of things. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, I mean, I'm eating this whole thing up. I feel like I'm like yeah. obsessed with yes. reading about it, talking about it. Yes. I don't feel the desire to not use mm -hmm. Twitter. Um, I feel like ride it out, see what happens. Ride it out, see what happens. It's Yeah, I feel like it's we don't know what direction this is going in yet and just kind of Wait and see. Yeah, that's pretty brilliant. D-Rock, Dion Allen, a.k.a. Master Blaster. What, <laughs> what are your thoughts, sir? You're pretty strong on Twitter. Am I? Yeah, I think so. See, so when okay, when you see. tweet, it's like, I listen, man. So. See, well, and Because and, here, here's what happens. I tweet in, in, in like, spurts. Uh -huh. So you, you caught me at a good spurt. Okay, so, like, for okay. the next, like, three or four months, I'll be tweeting. <laughs> and then I'm out for, like, six. Interesting. <laughs> I hear you. Okay, okay. That's but interesting. With the blue the, the, the check mark thing like for me is i've all i've noticed like a lot of times in business it'll be like 
something will be there and it'll be fine. Yeah. And then someone comes along and wants to touch it. Yes. You didn't have to touch it. You didn't it have was to fine. touch it. It was fine. You know who had the blue check mark? Uh-huh. Who didn't have the blue yeah. check mark? Now yeah. you now you gotta double down on the check mark. <laughs> you gotta pay eight bucks. Is it eight or is it sixteen? Is it sixteen, right? Like right. what's happening? Yeah, yeah. If it's you like... if you just left it alone. Yep. The 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 important people get the blue check mark. Yep. Like my Twitter, I've probably got like three blue check mark people because gotcha. I follow dumb stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah, I yeah. can't take it seriously. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, that's me. That's very very <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, it's interesting, Joanna. I think that you made a really interesting point, which is the entertainment value. It, I mean, is this going to have some sort of impact with respect to you know the brand and like people are talking about it? I mean, so there is a positive kind of entertainment value. Will that spill over in your estimation, Joanna, with respect to you know how people might perceive the the viability of of continuing to stay and become perhaps more engaged on the Twitter platform? Well, that's always been a problem of Twitter's, right? When Donald Trump was on Twitter he used it as his megaphone mm-hmm. and everyone would talk about president trump's tweets yes but yes yes you yes. need to be on twitter to talk about it yes right the yes. media would take the tweet and put it on tv mm-hmm. and put it in their newspaper and mm-hmm. put it again on twitter you know it was everywhere mm-hmm. and so you didn't need to be on twitter to consume the twitter drama gotcha. and i think the same thing is happening now oh, that's so interesting worse for us and that when you know, like Dana was saying, like when we're on Twitter, oh boy, it's like you can't get out of the drama. Thus, the note on my desk: don't open Twitter. But, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's, and you know, just to comment on one thing about people leaving Twitter, mm-hmm. my column today is about a new service. It's not new; it was you, launched in 2016 called Mastodon. You tried this, and correct, Joanna? Is it you actually went on and checked it out? I'm in there right now. Oh, interesting. Come join me. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I get nervous. The word Mastodon. I don't, it kind, I know, of, kind right. of scares me a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you could join Elon in making fun of it and then having to pull down your tweet because, I don't, you know, he made, <laughs> right. a, he made a, you know, yep, 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 yep. not suitable for work joke. But um, <laughs> this service, by the way, is very complicated to set up. And that's sort of my column is trying to help people understand it. But mm. what it's seen is over half a million people come to the service since Elon completed oh, the purchase and took over. Gotcha. And so it's indicative of that people do want to go to another place to mm. have a community and not be really in a community that's all about Twitter right now. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. many of those people, they haven't left Twitter full on. I haven't. Yep. You know, I've got one tab open on Mastodon and one tab open on Twitter right now. And so I'm looking at both of them. I'm building a following on Mastodon. I think as this is my job to report on this type of stuff, I'm very interested in, oh, what's happening in this community? How's the mm-hmm. technology work? How mm-hmm. is it, could it be better than what we have now? But it, it's um, it's all up for grabs. Now, let me ask you this. The listeners, we are speaking with Joanna Stern, senior personal technology columnist for the Wall Street Journal. And tell me a little bit about what, because I don't, I don't know anything about Mastodon. How's it different? What, what it, it sounds like it's a little more complicated to set up. But okay. what is the differentiating factor that? What does it allow you to do that Twitter does not allow you to do? Oh boy! It's so <laughs> I hope there's an answer to this question. <laughs> there is an answer to this question, but what is? There's a couple of things that are different, but one that's fundamentally different is how the service is set up. Okay. So, and this is what I like about this idea is that. Social media to today has been run by mega corporations and the people, merely the men at the top of them, right? Mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg. Right. Now we've got Elon Musk. Yep. We've had previous Twitter owners. Um, we have TikTok. 
this idea with Mastodon is actually that it's a decentralized social network. So hopefully okay. I don't lose you on this quick, quick explainer, but this is a network that's made up of other small networks. You mm. join a server, mm. your server could have, you know, a group of friends, you guys if, on the show, you could make your own server. Okay. I don't think you're going to do that, but you, know, you could make your own server, right? Let's we say, might. I mean, why not? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Why not? I you think know? Dion, Dion sounds totally capable of it. Um, <laughs> you set up your servers and and it's run by independent people. Mm. And so oh. there's more power to the people. More power to the and people. And so the people on the servers have to police the servers for, gotcha. for moderation. They have to do that. They have to keep the servers up and running. So after you get past all that, right? there's also no ads there and there's no algorithms powering the feed. So oh. again, it's really flipping the whole idea of what we've known for social media, for profit, for the, you know, giant corporations running this mm -hmm. on its head. Gotcha. After you get past all that, it's kind of like Twitter. Interesting. Does the interface look very similar in terms of like, are there, is there a it's character a limit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a 500 character limit on most of the, in most of the places that gotcha. you can use it. But you, you type a small thing, you can put your photos up, you can put your videos up, mm -hmm. you follow other people. Once you follow them, they're in your feed. Then you can look at what other people are saying. There are hashtags. I mean, it is a lot like Twitter. Ah, but there mm -hmm. is this independence to it. And right now, people are going, they're all really nice. Everyone's- Oh, interesting. Nice really? Right? Okay. So it, has, yeah, because... it has not yet, Joanna, devolved into a cesspool of trolling- <laughs> exactly. Interesting. That's very interesting. But why and won't it though? Why is it? Is it like? Well, it's early. everyone's nice when it's early, uh, and it takes some time before you know what, what. How is this working? Okay, possibly yes. What you're saying, right? Maybe it ends up getting there. But because more people that come, the more bad people. Come. But but there's also something to the structure of this okay. that could prevent the mass trolling and the mass hate speech that we can see happen. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. It because there are these smaller servers mm -hmm. where people are sort of broken off, that's the responsibility of the people on the servers. And also the people that run the servers make the rules and they say, look, you come to my our, my server. If you start using this hate speech, I see. if you start doing this, I'm banning you. I see. I right? see. I see. So, so it's a more democratized way mm. of looking at content moderation. Oh. I'm not a content moderation expert mm -hmm. and things need to be involved in terms of once you hit certain scale, you need AI to be able to look at words and being able to look at sentiment yep. and things mm -hmm. like that. So look, mm -hmm. this could break down once there get to be so many people. Yeah. But right now, because this is a smaller place and these are more distributed onto these smaller servers with people who are in charge of their communities, it is resulting in a in a in a kinder discourse. Interesting. Listeners, we are speaking with Joanna Stern, senior personal technology columnist, The Wall Street Journal. We're talking about the Twitter sphere and Mastodonville, if you will, which is the new place apparently where you can go and express your thoughts in a more decentralized fashion. If you want to join this conversation, you absolutely can. 1-844-WARTON is the number. That's 1-844-942-7866. Maybe you're on Twitter. Maybe you're thinking about leaving Twitter. Maybe you are maybe you want to pay for blue checks. Give us a call and let us know what your specific opinions are. Now, Joanna, you said something that I think is super interesting here, which is this idea of self-policing. And so it sounds like in these individual blocks on the alternative platform – uh, so let me ask you this. If there is much more kind of democratized 
availability of, you know, what this thing actually looks like and how it can be better policed. Do you think there and also let me ask you two questions. One is like, what's the business model? How do they make money or maybe they don't need to? And then secondly, is is this an opportunity for brands, products, services to be involved with? And have you seen anything of that nature or is it too early to tell in the Mastodon world? What are you what are you seeing? I have not seen the brands yet. I don't think it, it I don't think it will be long till we start to see some. Uh, we do there there are examples of news organizations oh, there okay posting their feeds okay um i follow the new york times there oh really? um, okay so the new york times are yeah. on mastodon okay interesting is the wall street journal on mastodon we are in and you know i'm gonna check because the the new york times one is really just a feed of articles right it comes I through see. a couple times a day gotcha um, so it, it may be piping in automatically through yeah, sky I think it's see, an automatic feed but it's a I nice see. way like i get the headlines right you know yeah 44 yep. minutes ago um, here are the uncalled races that couldn't that could determine control uh, of the Congress yep, that yep. came in 44 minutes ago. So um, I think it's a matter of time. You know, I'm sure certain brand managers are talking about, well, should we go and dip or go into this? I mean, look, for them to have to come, there has to be a mass number of people. Mm-hmm. And the founder of Mastodon told me yesterday via email oh. that they are up to over a million subscribers. Okay. Or, sorry, a million active users. Active users. Okay. Um, Yep. Um, and have seen over a half a million come over since. Half a million since. I see. Because they're a little bit nervous about what they want to see, what's going to happen. They want to have a plan B just in case there's this fiery train wreck that happens uh, with respect to Twitter. Uh, Listeners, Joanna Stern, senior personal technology columnist for The Wall Street Journal, is educating us on various all things tech. We have a special tech themed show today. Joanna, what other kind of key analyses, key trends do you see out there in your work? You study this very, you you deep dive into the world of tech and the interface of tech and business. Other things that you see out there that we should be paying attention to and thinking about and or being aware of. I think, and I don't know if you've talked about it on the show at all, but generative AI, which Mm. is this idea of creating, well, that is a bigger umbrella, but I, I did a column a couple of weeks ago on creating art with AI. I don't know if you've talked at all about oh, Dolly 2, which is a, a, a program from open AI. Have you, have you guys talked about that? We have, we, you know, we do a lot of stuff on the metaverse. We do a lot of stuff, okay. but I got to tell you, Joanna, I am a digital immigrant. So, you know, I, I know what <laughs> cassette tapes are and other things and, you know, phones that you actually turn to, to make work that, you know, dial tone. So, so help. So take us into that world uh, in the next, we got about two minutes left. Take us into that world and just give us the highlights with respect to this, th- this new trend that you're, that you're, that you're noticing that that's out there. Yeah. So this is really interesting, but a company called open AI, they are working very hard on advanced artificial intelligence. And one of the things that they have been dabbling in over the last few years is can AI make art? And so they released something called Dolly 2. Dolly as the sort of the, the artist that you would know uh, yes. mixed with yep. Wally, yep. right? So it's spelled D-A-L-E. Got it. And you can go to this website. You can type in really anything you would want to imagine an image of. Type it in and it will create an image. But the oh. thing is that the image that's created is not created using Photoshop or just images put together from, you know, something from Google Images and another image from Google Images. These are fully 
made by artificial intelligence. Interesting. And so the com the computers and the artificial intelligences learn so much about what things look like that if you type in a monkey sitting on a desk, or actually, you know what? I, I love the one I did. I did a monkey on a podcast. <laughs> kind of perfect for this, right? Mm -hmm. And it returned a picture of a monkey talking into a microphone mm -hmm. and you can also say you know in the style of van gogh okay <laughs> and it will yep 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 it will mimic the style and you get some really incredible images that you really cannot believe were created by ai this is no human in no human has worked on the original image of that that monkey this is just what the ai thinks a monkey should look like gotcha. and how it would think a monkey podcasting should look like. This is super interesting because I'm thinking about the, the implications of this for creating branding and imagery and how that yep. could be very cool. And just, just to your point, Joanna, that, you know, there's an opportunity here because, I mean, art is art. I mean, it, 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 no one can point to – I've seen things where I've been in museums and I've seen paintings and I've looked at the price – of some of these paintings, and I've said to myself, I think I could do that, <laughs> you know, that $12,000 thing, right? You know, you know, so so I think yep. it, there's so much flexibility and degrees of freedom with respect to how this could be something really interesting to for brands to actually play in and to become a part of and potentially generate business. Joanna, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, where can our listeners uh, go to keep up with you and all this great work that you're doing? Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, go to Twitter or Mastodon, apparently. Uh, what, what's yes, your... You can search Joanna Stern, search Joanna Stern, uh -huh. and you can find my work. Just you know, type Joanna Stern into Google, and you'll find all my stuff. You'll there. find it on the Wall Street Journal. You'll find it on YouTube, and you'll find it, yes, on Twitter. I'm still there. I'll, I'll probably I'll be there till forever times. Very, very cool. Well, so we, kill it then. we certainly appreciate your time and your, 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 the, the fact that you're a guru joining us and give us some wisdom in this very complicated tech world uh, for our tech theme show today. Uh, we really appreciate you, Jana, Joanna. Thanks for joining us. Uh, listeners, we're going to take a short break. This is Marketing Matters, Business Radio Sirius XM Channel 132.